Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? You are solidly into the sweater weather season. Definitely. I'm freezing. You've moved beyond the sweater vests, right? Absolutely. Full-on sweaters. I am so cold, it's not even funny. I mean, when it drops below 50, I'm just like, get me out of here. I've noticed. Ugh. I do not like cold weather. I like, this is like earlier in uh, previous episodes. Yeah. I like the idea of cold weather. Like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to be in a cabin in the woods with snow and a hot fire and glass of wine and yeah all that's great and then step outside to go get the wood no i don't want to do that you know what that means that's a hotel i'm going to the hotel you are roughing it pretty much and then i'm flying home back to where it's warm a lodge maybe i do not like winter Ugh. yuck you like winter do you like winter i don't don't mind winter winters in kentucky are not no 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 yeah 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 they're those of us that were up north in our Mm -hmm. youths what is a ute i always find it you know i i should say I find it humorous, the reaction to winter in Kentucky, if you've lived in the snow belt, as mm-hmm. we both have, because, as you know, we used to wake up and there'd be five feet of snow, and as long as the, the, you know, the city had 59 seconds to plow, it was like, you're going to school. Mm-hmm. Like, it's done. I remember first coming here and being like, you'd get a dusting and the city would shut down, and I was like, what? I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? And I remember going out one time. I'll never forget this. I was, like, going to the grocery store, and my buddies are like, what are you doing? I'm like, come on, bud. Like, it's not bad out. I'm going to the grocery store. So I went down, and I drove down the street, and I went to pull into Kroger, and I stopped, and I slid, like, 80 feet to the front of the store. And if the curb wasn't there, I would have been in the deli. Yeah. And I, I, my, uh, my tires are turned. I hit the curb. I freaking bent my axle and rotator and blah, 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 or whatever else nonsense. I have nonsense. no idea what you just said. I have no idea either. I know it was expensive, mm-hmm. and I was a broke college kid, and I didn't have the money to do it, so I drove a car that shook for a long time. But nonetheless, I realized real quick, they don't have the equipment. They don't uh. have the salt. They don't have the equipment. And I somehow missed that. Like, I somehow was like, what? This isn't bad. This is really nothing. I've driven in this. Yeah, I drove in it when it was plowed and salted. And slushy. And slushy. It's just always icy here. Yeah, and it was fine. And and everybody knew how to drive in it. No. Anyway, so now I'm like that. I look outside. I'm like, I see a snow flurry. I'm like, Gad <gasps> Zeus, the bumble snow monster of the north strikes again. You better stay in. Yep. This is bad. Fireplace and hot cocoa for oh, the day. Oh, goodness. We're goodness. getting close. We are so close. A month close. or so away. So close. Okay, housekeeping. This uh, podcast and all sponsored by Jewel Financial, J-O-U-L-E, financial.com. Visit us on the web. Learn more about our services. If you have a complex situation, listen, we got folks listening to this that are 25. We got folks listening to this that are 55. So if you're out there and you're like, you know, I I might need an advisor about this situation or it's near the end of the year and I got some weird things going on with taxes and whatever – I mean, hit us up. Go on there and, and schedule a time to, to uh, have a Zoom call. You'll have a Zoom call probably with Logan and Allie maybe. Who knows? And learn more about your situation. If Daniel or I need to be brought in, we're brought in. I mean, we always work as a team. But 
uh, you know, if that's something that interests you, hit us up on the on the web and and let us know, and we'd be happy to to have a meeting. Also, I'll uh, check us out on the on the socials. All the social medias are live and rocking. DIY Money Podcast, and all of these are our uh, episodes are uh, happen because our folks send in questions. You send in audio questions to podcast at DIYMoney.org. And once you send in a question and it's used on the show, we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Uh, of course, little tidbits like uh, last episode, John, go Bills. Uh, you know, that kind of bumps you to the top. I'm not going to lie. Uh, DIY Money Juniors, they are always going to the top. Uh, although we're getting a lot more of them, so then maybe we have to kind of sporadically move them down a little bit. But I used to say females, but now we get a lot of female questions, which is great. Uh, but they are getting then equal to the men. All right, we got a question from Melanie in Idaho. What do you got? DIY! Hi, DIY. This is Melanie from Idaho. My husband and I are 50 years old. Ever since we've had children, it's been important for both of us that I stay at home with them. For us, living on one income has meant that we haven't put much more into my husband's 401k than what the company would match. Now that my kids are almost out of the house, I have returned to the workforce, and together we have a margin of about $4,000 a month. We have no debt other than a mortgage of about $150,000. We have fast cash and an emergency fund. We will also be receiving an inheritance of around $75,000. What can we do to improve our retirement savings when our very long time is not that long? Thanks for your advice. Okay, Melanie. Um, I mean, this is... a. <laughs> We are. I promise we're going to answer this question, but this is a layup answer when it comes to being a financial advisor because this is uh, this is a softball for you know meet with an advisor and get a plan in place. So this is math, right? This is mathematics, and what I mean by that is, what's your goal for retirement? That's where you start. So your goal might be sixty-five. So that's fifteen years. Okay. So in fifteen years from now. How much do you need to live on every single month, plus inflation, plus additional expenses like out-of-pocket Medicare, et cetera, and any goals that you may have if some of those kids are female and you're traditional and paying for the wedding, et cetera. So build all those in and, oh, we need you know $5,000 a month. All right, that's sixty grand a year, again, plus inflation. Well, sixty grand a year, and you can do the math, and you gotta, it's a little bit more than just the 4% rule, but sixty grand a year divided by, you know, whatever, and that equals an asset base of fill in the blank. And so once you figure out the asset base, that's the future value, then you're going to look at your current value, how much you're putting in every month, and you're going to determine, are we there? Uh, This is what a financial advisor does. Financial advisor is going to look at it a little bit more uh, nuanced. And again, we, in our firm at least, once we do the rudimentary math, we look at it from a tax perspective because that can really move the needle big time. But nonetheless, this is a, a math equation. And so once you calculate that out, you might find that with forty-eight grand a year, you have the ability to put away for the next 15 years. You might find that the combination of Roths, if you can do them, or uh, if you have the ability to, you know, 401k or upping your husband's or a non-retirement account, that sort of thing, taking advantage of HSAs. I mean, whatever the savings vehicles are that you have at your disposal. Like I told you, we haven't had any vehicles go missing. Okay. And again, making sure you're using the right ones. Uh, you might find that you run that math and you go, you know what? We're going to be just fine. We're going to be great. Or you might write, run that math and you might find that, one of your variables is off. 
You can't control your margin. Sounds like you're doing an exceptional job there. You don't have debt, et cetera. So unless you get uh, another job or you find a way to make more income, the margin's the margin. So that's that. You necessarily can't control. I mean, you can to a degree, but you're going to project what you're going to spend in retirement. So that variable is sort of you know set and and you know kind of at least knowing what it's going to be based on maybe what you're spending now with some adjustments, etc. You can't control market returns as much as you want to. So you can use theoretical you know returns for maybe a modest uh, allocation. You can't control inflation. You can use a long-term historical average, et cetera. So what's the one thing you can control once ultimately you put this whole equation together? When you retire. That's the date or the time from current age to when you want to retire. Uh, that's what a financial advisor does. You can do this certainly yourself. Don't, don't get me wrong. You can do this, you know, kind of... Um, calculating it and et cetera. But again, I would, I would just look at, you know, a second opinion, um, to make sure all of your numbers are correct and you're doing it in the right buckets, uh, of savings so that you've kind of got a plan in place of distribution. Once you get there, what say you, Daniel? Yeah, I think don't underestimate that variable of time. Uh, and even the variable of time, like, uh, an additional one or two years working, how much that can significantly impact the plan. I know when we sit down, and work through plans with folks, the difference between retiring at 65 versus 67 can be a massive difference in the overall uh, potential success of their plan. And the reason for that is, is two more years of accumulating, plus two more years of just asset growth, plus two more years of not pulling out the expenses that you need to live every month, every year, et cetera, can make a massive difference in your overall success. So as you kind of get close there, uh, whether you've been saving for your uh, entire working life, or uh, like in this situation, are just now starting to catch up. Uh, really look at those uh, because small changes there can make a, a pretty significant difference. So keep that in mind. Also, in in kind of today's world, don't underestimate uh, the power of kind of semi-retiring. So scaling back on work, but still having the option to to do something uh, that it might not be a true hard stop. There's uh, there's folks that we see you know, doing some kind of gainful employment well into their 70s and actually enjoying it. It's just they've kind of retired from their full-time careers of, uh, of you know, having to do that 40 hours plus a week and, and really grind to scaling that back and doing something maybe that they enjoy more uh, than their kind of typical full-time job, but are still getting paid for it and really having a great time. And when they take that into consideration with something like Social Security, income, then uh, they're actually doing okay. And then utilizing their savings for kind of later on in life, letting that grow uh, and bridging that gap. So there's a couple different things that you can really look at and start to plan out there uh, and see. It sounds like you've done a fantastic job from the margin creation perspective. And so if you, if you can be disciplined there as well as create sort of what that potential modest kind of your needs budget plus your wants budget and things like that for later in life, it doesn't sound like it's necessarily too dire or too unobtainable. I think with some uh, some planning and some work, you can get there. You still have a lot of time horizon between now and then. For sure. Here's one of the things I want to I want to caution you. Here's what you don't do. You don't look through the current lens of this economic environment, this inflationary environment, this interest rate environment, this market environment, this whatever environment. And make short-term decisions that can impact long-term goals and objectives. Do or do not. There is no try. You didn't ask about that. I certainly don't hear any of that in your question. You weren't like, 
what do we do in this terrible market to save? You didn't you didn't kind of infuse your question. So I'm going to assume that, you know, again, you're taking a long term asset allocation approach like you're you're not worried about the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs of the market. I love it. But out of 10,000 listeners, we probably have a few that are that are concerned about that. And I just want to caution everybody. We did this weeks ago. I've done it. Uh, anytime the kind of the negativity gets so high that I just feel the need to, to, to kind of say this from the podcast uh, is you can't let the short term events dictate your long term future. That that is very dangerous. And I caution you, I, I want our listener audience to be sort of this well disciplined long term approach savers, investors, etc., irrespective of what's happening. Just because rates are down, you don't take on a ton of debt. Just because rates are up, you don't jump out of stocks and buy treasuries. You know, you don't do the dramatics that everybody else seems to be doing, your neighbor, your friend, your coworker, that will ultimately backfire. I've seen it a hundred times. You stay true to the plan. You stay on course. You let the areas that, that are out of your control take care of themselves. You sleep well at night knowing that you've got a disciplined plan in place, and you let time take care of things. And I, I'm here to say that, that in a year or five years or ten years, you'll look back and go, boy, what, what was I so concerned about? What was what was that all about? You might forget it altogether. So bravo to you on, uh, on where you are currently, Melanie. Keep up the great work. I'm sure you're going to be in great shape. Hopefully you found some values in our answers. Um, uh, I don't know. If not, we stink. There you go. Have we ever been to Idaho? We went to Iowa, uh, not Idaho. Yeah. No, never I've been never to been to Idaho, but I've heard great things about Coeur d'Alene mm. up in the like mountains there, and I'd mm. love to go there someday. Idaho. There used to be a, I don't know if there still is, but there was an Ironman race there. Mm. That sounded like cool because it'd be up in the mountains. Well, Melanie, we thank you for the question. All she did was send us an audio file to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. And remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.